Welcome to episode two of the Jacqueline Reinhardt podcast. Thanks for joining me to get you up to speed on who I am. Well, I'm a musician, a mom, I'm a foodie. I also have a side business cleaning houses, and I love to travel when we're allowed on planes. Well, today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what I've been going through recently. And I mean, I think we're all in a funk right now, and I've been in quite a bit of an emotional funk in the last week or so. And I had been doing some reflecting as to, you know, why I'm feeling like that. Because in general, I'm a really cheerful person. I am very optimistic. And if you know me, you know that that's the case most of the time. I love to complain. You know, I'm a cheerful complainer, I guess you could call me. (laughs) But one thing that I noticed is there is a little bit of a pattern in the last week. So when I was reflecting on, you know, why do I feel like garbage? Like what's wrong with me? I feel worthless and unimportant. And, you know, there's all these negative feelings that were really surfacing. They were so present that, you know, even driving, I'd be alone and I'd just start crying. I'm like, okay, I'm not PMSing. Like what is wrong here? What is wrong? And also to let you know that I live in New Brunswick and For those of you who are in New Brunswick, you know that we recently just went through a spike in cases with COVID. So it 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 brought us back a few steps. um, In I guess in the sense where we're not allowed to do as many things as we were doing for the last few months because things kind of settled down here. We weren't letting people in, and uh, you know people had to quarantine when they came into the province. So and our cases were really low, but we've had a recent spike. So I think. It kind of started around then, but there was some other stuff bubbling up before then too. So there's there's about three things that I'm going to talk about. I won't overload you with information, but I wanted to share this with you because if there are other people that go through the same thing that I am, which I would bet money that you have felt like this before, um, then I just wanted to let you know that I'm going through stuff too. And you know, maybe there's some comfort that you'll get from this because I do feel better, but I'm going to tell you how much I felt like garbage (laughs) for a few days. Are you ready? Okay. So first off, I'm single and I'm not telling you that because I want you to date me, uh, just in case the love of my life is listening. Although, you know, it wouldn't hurt to drop me a message. Um, (laughs) the thing is, is dating always brings up these horrible feelings. So one thing I figured out about myself is that I am completely happy single. My life is really good. I take care of my ship. I am the captain and my kids are happy and healthy. My bills are paid. I work for myself with music and my part-time house cleaning business and, you know, odd jobs here and there. My life is good. I go to sleep every night very well and I'm happy. But once I start dating and especially not and not just dating in general. I love dating. Dating is actually super fun. You know, you go out for dinner with somebody and you have great conversation. Some of my first dates have been the best dates ever. So the thing is, is I'm really good at the first dates. It's once you get into like the after that's tough. Like, you know, after you've established that, okay, we might like each other. And then you kind of play that sort of waiting game or should I message him or whatever? And da da da. Well, there was this one guy that I was dating for like a month if you could even call it that. Um, But he was somebody that I was really interested in. And I had had a crush on him like two years ago. And I reached out to him, which is not something that I normally do. So I put my heart out there. 
And I was like, okay. So he said yes. And we met for coffee and it was great. And then, you know, we, he ended up coming to a show that I did. And then, you know, we went out another time and then he came over to watch some TV one night. And, but it was always me asking. And I just, my gut was telling me like, I don't, there's something just not right. Like, I don't think he's really into it. Like he was nice and we had great conversations and stuff, but it was so, it was so platonic, I guess. And I couldn't understand like why he was spending time with me, but yet didn't seem to be very interested in me. So of course I talk about this to my friends and whatnot. And, and, uh, you know, some of my friends were like, Oh, maybe he's just really shy. And then, then this one friend, he gave it to me completely honest. He goes, you know, he doesn't like you, right? I was like, I know he doesn't like me. Okay. So I sent him a text message and I was just like, Hey, you know what? Like kind of throwing in the towel type of thing. And that was it. And I never heard from him. So guess what? (laughs) He really didn't like me. And that's fine. I'm not even mad at him. He's a great person. And I hope that he finds the person that he is interested in. But, um, you know, it wasn't me. And so for, for the first little bit, you know, I, I felt really down about it and I was just trying to figure out, but I also was like trying to recover from, from allowing myself to get rejected. Cause usually I just let people come to me. So that was one. And then there was another guy that was really awesome and so cute. <laughs> and then he just stopped talking to me. So whatever, you know, it's, it's just, that's, that's the way that dating goes though. You, you clearly don't win some and lose some, you lose most and hopefully you win one. And so I'm just, you know, just trying to get into the game or get into the the headspace that, you know, it's, it's a process, right? Anyway, and I'm not really, I don't want to say that I'm looking, but I'm keeping my eyes open. And of course I put myself out there sort of, but I wouldn't say that I'm like doing interviews. I just go on dates when people ask me and sometimes I ask them. Anyway, enough about dating. We'll talk about that stuff another time, but, but it does, it it just totally stirs up that self-worth stuff. So it's, it's really tough. Um, also then (laughs) because of this whole orange phase and us being sort of locked down, well, you can't go meet anybody anymore anyway, and you can't even see your family. I mean, well, my immediate family, my single household bubble, you know, we're, we're here and my kids have been home because they had a lot of anxiety about going to school last week. And it was really tough for all of us. I don't get to play music live and the people that I uh, part-time clean houses for, most of them canceled last week. So I, (laughs) you know, we were in the house most of the week and it's, it was really tough. So of course, with that little lull in, you know, activity and whatnot, guess who joined TikTok? (laughs) Me, Jacqueline underscore Reinhardt at TikTok. Yeah, that's me. So (laughs) I've been sort of avoiding that app for a really long time. I knew about it. You know, my kids have it. People talk about it. People have been like, Hey, Jacqueline, you should be on this. But I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. You know, I'm trying to manage Facebook and Instagram and everything. So I just wanted to leave it out. But I guess being home and having nothing else to do, I was like, Oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll check it out more. So I'd already have my account, but I hadn't posted anything really. I think some stupid car wash video or something like that that got like three views and a like, and it was probably me liking it. <laughs> but anyway, so so I joined TikTok and I, I decided to start off with a music uh, one. So I just did a course to one of my songs. 
And it seemed to get some attention. It was really cool because my friend Trina was like, you should really be doing this and I want to hear Oil and Water. So I did that one for her and kind of dedicated it. So it felt special. You know, I didn't care if anybody else liked it. I just cared if Trina liked it and she totally did. So thank you, my love. You are wonderful. And uh, the other thing was then I started like looking at some of these trends and all that stuff. So I started really engaging in it and looking at what other people were doing. So then my marketing brain starts firing up and I'm like, okay, looking at numbers. Okay. My numbers are going up. Look at these people. What are they doing? Uh, what's getting attention and all this stuff. And so of course my ego is like, Ooh, this is just like, this is like shooting fish in a barrel for attention. And look at all these people, you know, I know, I know that I didn't have that actual conscious thought, but my, my brain was like, Ooh, you know, uh, maybe I can get some sort of interaction here. So then I started doing a few more and I think I have like maybe six up there or seven or something like that. And, and it's been really fun, but it's also brought out some more of those insecure feelings. And, and that is due to comparing my life to other people. And the minute that you start comparing your life to somebody else's life, it's the ultimate killjoy. You know, you're not living in the moment. You're living in lack and you're living in this space that doesn't feel good at all, but it happens. I think lots of people go through it. Some people are better at kiboshing it than others, or some people just don't really think about it. But, you know, as an artist and uh, like a singer songwriter, I felt really unpopular on there. I felt like, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to get my music out to people? And why would they like it when, you know, they're liking these other people who are so much better than me and they're so much prettier than me and they're so much more talented than me and blah, 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 blah. You know, my head was just driving me crazy, you know, I and I felt like so defeated and I hadn't even been on there a week. And I'm not saying anything bad about TikTok. TikTok is a cool place. Like I actually, I really, really like it. I think it's like, it's, it's such an incredible place for people to just feel like a part of something bigger than what they, what they've ever been sort of engaged in. And you have this massive amount of interaction, which it, it just sends your dopamine levels through the roof. I mean, it's, you're scrolling through and there's always something new and different, or, or maybe there's something that's the same that you hadn't th thought about in a long time. So anyway, so there's that, but, but as this little potato artist, I'm like, Oh, what am I doing here? So I, I was starting to feel like just really horrible really horrible. And, and I know it's really stupid, you know, um, luckily I'm really digging the over 40 TikToks. Uh, I think those women are the bomb <laughs> and I'm not saying anything bad about the younger people either. It's just that I connect with those ladies much more, especially when you do sex in the city TikToks, please let me watch all of those. <laughs> but so I I'm telling you about those three things were things that really sort of you know, brought up like I, I, a lot of these feelings bubbled up because I'm in the house with the kids and not, I mean, I'm doing things like I'm, I've been organizing my own apartment and, you know, cleaning and just like, you know, stuff like that. And I've worked on some music stuff too. I mean, I did get approved for a huge professional development grant this week. So that's amazing. So I'm not complaining about anything. And that's, and that's where I, I need to be right now is to tell you that, I have nothing to complain about. If I bring myself back to being in the moment, I have a great life. 
I have beautiful kids who are hilarious that keep me grounded, that make me, you know, feel like I have a huge purpose in life and it's to take care of them. And while I'm doing that to enjoy my life and enjoy the things that I worked hard for, if you listen to my podcast back uh, in October about my year without alcohol, the last year that I spent completely sober and I still am, I don't touch it. And that's a choice. I wasn't an alcoholic, but it really was a choice that has transformed every area of my life to be better. And if I had to live my life one day the way that I was two years ago, no, let's go back three years ago. I no, please never take me back there. I learned a lot of lessons. And um, so what I'm trying to say is that, you know, I really pushed through some hard stuff. I got through some really crappy relationships and the worst relationship, the most toxic relationship that I had to repair was the one with myself. So sometimes that, I mean, that scar is always there. So these feelings of self-worth and these feelings of like not being good enough and everything, those are probably always going to be with me. And, you know, dating's not going to get any easier, but I, I would be safe to assume that I'll meet somebody someday that I don't hate, <laughs> that I want to spend a lot of time with. Maybe that'll be somebody for a short term and maybe it'll be a long term. Maybe it'll be forever. I don't know. But, but if I'm living in the moment, I have to remember that, you know, I'm in a really great place and there are people who would kill to have my life. You know, I've got everything that I need and more. It's, you know, incredible what can really happen when you set your mind to making changes and positive changes. And I am living proof of that. Quitting drinking allowed me to quit smoking. It allowed me to focus more on my music. My voice improved. There's a million other things that I could tell you about getting rid of alcohol. And, but that's because I drank a lot. I, I don't want to get into that too much. If you want to hear more about that, go back and listen to my Year Without Alcohol podcast. But, um, but it is something, and it was a huge decision that I had to make because it was a huge part of my life that, you know, just kind of robbed me of money, of time, of health, of progress and things like that. And, you know, I, and now as I sit here, I've got a beautiful apartment and I am very grateful for everything that I have. And I've heard that if you're grateful, you can't have anxiety. So I have to remember to keep that attitude of gratitude, which is something that I do often. And now because of this feeling that I had in the last week, it has reminded me to bring myself back to that. So I'll leave you with that. I hope that you can find some things to be grateful for in your life. And if you're feeling any way, the way that I do give that a go. Um, I also have great friends that were there for me too. So thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to check out my music, uh, you can hit up JacquelineReinhardtOfficial.com. I also have my music on all the streaming platforms and I would love to connect with you on social media. I'm easy to find everything's at Jacqueline Reinhardt or at Jacqueline Reinhardt music. All right, you guys take care. And until the next podcast, I bid you adieu.